Okay, so I think this is week three talking about the Neshama. So we're going to probably wrap it up over here, talk about the Neshama and the Gulf. Um, um, we last time discussed the concept that the Neshama um, is in a series of um, stages, or that it's a series of a chain that goes from Tachas to Kisei Kovid. And we talked about the idea of the Kisei Kovid was the area in Shemayim where Kodesh Baruch has a plan for the Bria, where he's going to reveal his, his, his throne, his Malchus, into the Bria, um, and that's why it's called the Kisei Kovid. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we said this in depth last time, but, but just the Moshe of the Kisei is something where the king sits on the top and the throne touches to the ground. So it's, it's the Kisei Kovid represents Kodesh Baruch Hu's Cheshbenis and Hanhagas to bring the world to a Shlemis where, where his, his Malchus will be revealed in the world. At that point onward in Shemayim below is where the Neshamas splinter off and become individualized from being part of the, the, the oneness, which we talked about last time, Knesset Israel. And from there, the Neshamas differentiate um, and, and, and begin their, their path through different layers of Shemayim, each one adding a different layer of, of Hester or, or hiddenness, um, thereby changing the nature of the Neshama um, until the Neshama reaches its, 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 its lowest point where it has the absolute amount of Hester upon him. Um, the lowest part of the Neshama is what we call the Nefesh. So we, we talked about last time the, the, the Neshama being the part below the Kisei Kovin, the Ruach being the part that connects, and the and 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 the gulf, I'm sorry, and the, and the nefesh being the lowest part of the neshama, which um, ties into the gulf. We spoke about the idea that the Rumchal says that we have this battle between the, the neshama and the and the gulf, and a person has to choose his neshama. And the more you choose your neshama, the more the Rumchal says. Just quote a direct quote over here. The Rumchal says, There's going to be a war between them. That the neshama will will go up. And the guf will go up with it. I'm in the middle of the second paragraph of our Kavos and Nefesh for Guf, Guf and Shama, three lines down, mm-hmm. says there'll be a war. But over Shem Tikaber and Neshama Ta'alehi Vatala Guf Ima, that 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 if the Neshama is victorious and it overpowers the bodily desires, it will lift the body up with it. Vatala Guf Ima, the Guf will go up. Vihayisa Adam Mishtalim Mishlemus Mutad, and man will become complete in the in his destined. Completeness. If man allows his physicality, his body to to win, the body will go down with Tashpal and the Shmasa Ima, and the Shmasa will go down with it. That person will no longer be fit for Shlemus. He'll be pushed away and not get all Maba. But this person, even though he's allowed his body to take over his, his Nefesh or his Neshama and bring it down, he still has the ability to, to lower his, his physicality before his, his intellect, before his Neshama and Neshama. So it's never over. A person can always do Tshuva and he can, he can turn around. So Ramchal says that there's this war that when the Neshama does well, it lifts the body up. And when the and when the gulf does well, it pulls the the neshama down. So we we discussed the idea that one of the rules in the neshama is is to purify the body, which explains why the Mechal is saying that the neshama can lift the gulf up. And we've spoken about in the past two times how the gulf can be made less physical and can rise through the spiritual worlds with the neshama all the way to its final place in in in, in Elam Haba, and the gulf will become less physical and less coarse. And that's part of the nature of the neshama that it has the ability to make spiritual the physical body and remove the coarseness and the physicality that exists in the, in the body. But that's only if a person makes the right decision. So we said that that 
means that the Shema has an extreme Kayach in order to purify the body. He said, but, that, but then if that's the case, then how do we have Bechira? So the answer was that by these different layers of the Neshama, by the fact, by the time that the Nefesh enters the Guf, which is the lowest part of the self, which we said in the Moshe was the foot that goes in the shoe, the Nefesh is not, um, is, is restrained, and being that it's restrained, it will not automatically um, it will not automatically um, purify the body, and it requires that the, that a person needs to make good decisions, good choices, and bring godliness into himself and to strengthen that nefesh, and then that nefesh will have the ability to overpower power the body. So your neshama, where it is at its source in shalim, is, is is very big and very powerful. And if that would be fully within the body, then it would it would overwhelm the gulf and it would make the gulf spiritual, like the nature of the neshama. So what Hashem did, like we said, we spoke about, was it created a chain of neshamas where bit by bit um, there was a blockage on your neshama, and therefore the part of your neshama you experience on the bottom of the chain of the, of, of the spiritual worlds is the nefesh, is the part which enters in the body, and there the body and the nefesh have equal footing to battle it out, and if the nefesh does well, it can do its job, which is to purify the body, and if the body does bad, it will do its job to um, remove the nefesh and to cut the nefesh off from its connection to the higher part of your, of your soul. So that's why we spoke about the idea of the chain of neshamas last time, to explain the balance of Bechira can only be with the lowest part of your neshama and your body, because if your higher neshama would, would, um, would, would, would close itself in your body, then the body would become spiritual automatically, um, and that was okay, that's what we spoke about in the past. So, I, just to, to go on, on on that point a little bit, um, the Sfarim speak of the idea that a person can be what's called mislabesh his neshama into his into, into his guf, um, which means you can bring more of your neshama in the guf. So, what does it mean that 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 a, that if a person puts his seichel in front of his chaymer, that his body will will rise? So, so, the answer is like we said, if the body is a cleave that's holding the neshama. The more ore that we put into the kli, the more that it transforms the kli into being of the nature of the contents of it, into the nature of the ore of, of the kli itself. So the Spartan, the Spartans took out the idea, you know, I'm just going to skip it over here, there's, there, there's um... It's a yid, he wrote on Shari Ora, he wrote on, on Mishnah's Chassid, he wrote, so this is a safer he has on, on, on Pesach, but he, he brings a lot from, from the Arizal over here. It's, very, it's good stuff. It's, it's, it's very good, actually. It was also Talmud Rosh Shapiro. Um, so I, was, I wanted to look for the exact Lashaynas that he used. Um, I mean, he basically talks about the idea that there's two forms of, of Godmas. There's a, there's a Tkufa called Yenika and a Tkufa called Ibor in the Sfarim, right? That, um, that, that, that we know that, that when Adam was created, that after he did the Avera, Hashem says, Ketzer Adam Ram in the Urav, that the Yates of a person is Ra from the time of being a child. So Hashem decided after the flood, he wouldn't destroy the world again, because he said that the nature of a person is, 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 is Ra. We, we, we know that, um, that Asa was born before Yaakov, because Asa represents the physicality of the world, and the physicality of the world comes before the spiritual world. So if you look at a child, the Sfarim say that a child is very much so has what's called katne seichel, right? In halacha, a child is pater mitzvah because he doesn't have what we call das, um, and he has katnas and seichel, and therefore a child only likes to, um, to, to play games. He's not interested in, in any higher forms of, of functions. Why is that? Because when we are created, the default in Olam Hazah is that the body is much stronger than, than the neshama. Now, as we're going to see soon in the Ramchal, that's only a product of Adam's Avera. Before Adam did the Avera, like the Ramchal is discussing now, the, nesham, the nefesh and the, and the gof were on an equal footing after the Avera, which we'll talk about next week, in the coming weeks, um, then it became, the body became what's preeminent. But in the world that we live in now, the body is what comes first. And the Sfarim speak of the idea that 
as a person progresses and grows and you, and you teach the child Torah, then more and more the lights of his neshama end up filling his, his guf, which is until a child is 13 years old, he's pater mitzvah because he doesn't have das. He's being ruled primarily by the, by the guf. Children um, only understand physical things. They understand what, what tastes good and what's sweet. They have very concrete understandings. The idea, um, as we all, as all know as parents, the idea of, of things that are complex or refined are not something they understand. They only understand concrete ideas. Um, therefore, when you teach children Torah, you, you have to teach them in a way which is, which is very concrete. Because again, there's a limitation on their seichel due to the fact that primarily their guf is in control of them and not their... I know we do talk with the idea that children of a purity that adults don't have because they haven't done a various yet. That, that most certainly is true, and, and, and therefore there's a chashivas and they're learning, and a schus and they're learning beyond adults to some degree. But, 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 but again, the reason for that is because they're not, they're not chayv and averis. But, but the reason for that is because they don't have enough neshama that's filling into their into their guf. So therefore, their body basically makes the decision. So chinuch is all about teaching a child before he has the ability to fully comprehend or understand what's correct and what's wrong. As time goes on, though, that there's different forms of, of gedula that happen. So the Sfarim speak about two different stages. One is, is by, by 13 years old, and the other one is by 20 and, also, and, and onward. But Esrim Lerdoi for the time of marriage, etc. So these are tkufas when the, the neshama is being mislabish into the, into the gof, is being clothing itself into the gof. And the more the neshama clothes itself in the gof, the more the person has what we call das terah, the more the person has a natural sense of ruchnias to them, whereas the less of the neshama is clothed in the gof, the more the person is a physical person with, a phys- with physical drives, which is, which, is why, which is why that, you know, we see the difference sometimes between b'nai terah and people that are not b'nai terah, b'nai terah, because the more they learn, the more they do mitzvahs, the more the higher parts of the neshama become clothed in their, their body. The only person to fully clothe his neshama fully in his body from the height of his neshama all the way under the Kisei HaKovid into his gof was Moshe Rabbeinu. And, and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai. He was glowing with the light of his neshama coming out, coming out of his out of his face, the Karen Arpana, because he was fully able to contain within his guf the neshama, and that's why the neshama purified the, his body until the point that his body shined with a, with a, with a light. Tovi, you brought this up last week, we spoke about the concept of the neshama and guf departing, you asked, ah, what about, you know, is, um, maybe, maybe the neshama misses itself in the body, so like Moshe Rabbeinu, so Moshe Rabbeinu was an exception, because there the neshama was totally bottled to Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama, there neshama, Moshe Rabbeinu's guf was totally bottled to Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama, and the guf no longer had any physical physicality, no more drives to the physical whatsoever. He was separated from his wife, um, and he was, he was a parish. He went 40 days and 40 nights without, without, without eating, totally connected into the spiritual world, almost like the, the, the Gemara says that by El Neshamas, it says, Sadiqim sit in Shemayim, Ba'atarasayim birasheim, their crown is in their head, you gotta know what that means. V'nenim meziva shechina, loko El Mahaza, El not like this world, this next world, that in El Mahaba, there, there's no eating, and there's no drinking, all there is is getting the hana from the ziv of the shechina, from the light of the shechina. So Moshe Rabbeinu was able to achieve that madrega while still being within Elam Hazah, which is why the Medrash says that his guf didn't want the neshama to leave because the guf and the neshama were such partners in, 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 in bringing him closer to Kodesh Baruch Hu, that even the guf's desire was that, was that they, should, they, should, they should stay together. So Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who was able to purify his neshama. We find very few... He had also when he was born, though. Um, I mean, the Chazal do say there was a light that filled the, the house. That's true. Clearly, there was some level of him being 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 destined for it. Yes, um, th- that's a little bit of a different concept. The the reason why the Or filled the light when he was born was because, like we spoke about before, that all Kli Yisrael is contained in what we call Knesset Israel. 
the, the one hole of, the, of the, the hive of the Jewish souls, and as the spiritual worlds go down in order, so then at a certain point, the neshamas become independent beings. But not every neshama's source is from the highest part of the Lamas. There's a chain where neshamas come from. It's what we call your shurish neshama. And Moshe Rabbeinu's shurish, his root for his neshama, is from a very high place in, in, in Shemayim, and that was the light that, that shone at the time of his, of his birth. That wasn't because Moshe Rabbeinu had conquered his body yet, and his body shone with the light of the neshama, but rather that was... That, that indicated the fact that, that a very high neshama had come down to the world and all of us come from a different chain and the alam is where our shurish, where our neshama is and that dictates what our aveda is going to be in the world. Some people's aveda is different than other people's aveda. Um, it doesn't make anybody better or worse than anybody else. It's just where you are, your source is. But, 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 that's a, but, but the point is, is that, is that Moshe was fully able to cause his neshama to, to be clothed in his body and the higher parts of his neshama, he was able to include them within his, his physical presence. It was to the point that Moshe was able to have nevuah while awake and speak directly panim al panim to a Baruch Hu, something which no other human being has ever been able to do. So that is an example of a person that most fully subjugated his body to the extreme that the body can be subjugated while in the framework of this world and allow for his higher neshama to come in. But just like a child, it's as he as he grows and he progresses and he learns tyranny and he does mitzvahs and he has chenuch, the more and more the light of his neshama starts to shine, the more his understanding increases and the more ability he has a desire for the spiritual over the physical which is very much like we spoke about many times that children very much ought to operate on the, on the, on the madriga of lolishma because they don't have the, the light of the neshama filling them to the point to where they can appreciate to do something that is that is that is lishma um, so, but there's a chain of how far we take from a neshama from the higher worlds and we clothe in our body is dependent on the amount of terror and mitzvahs that we do and this seemingly is what the Ramchal is describing over here that the more that we make good decisions we raise the body as well too because we purify the body now we're going to talk about soon that, that that, that the body can't be totally purified within this world at this point. Before Adam sinned, it would have been possible for Adam to have, the Ruchah will speak about this soon, it would have been possible for, for Adam to have done the mitzvah to eat from the Eitz uh, Achayim, and at that point his guf would have been purified, and he would have gone to Gan Eden, and like we had spoken about previously, there would be no need for him to have children, there would no, be no need for the rest of the history of the world, Hashem would have accomplished his goal in creation, which is a gift to another, Adam would have purified his guf, and his guf would have become, would have become battle, would have become nullified to his neshama, and the two of them together would sit um, connected to Kosh Baruch Hu. Because he sinned, though, and he tainted the world and himself, so he caused now that within the framework of this world, Misa had to come to the world. We'll speak about this soon in Ramcha. Misa, death, had to come to the world, and that's going to necessitate the need for Tchiasim and a person is not going to be able to fully purify his body within this world. He's going to have to die. The body is going to have to decompose, and Kosh Baruch Hu will have to recreate the world in such a way like it was previous to Adam's sin, to enable the neshama to come back in the body and purify the body um, in accordance to the terror mitzvahs that it had done in its, in, in its lifetime. Um, but but Kolzman, after the chait, though, even though theoretically we've done enough terror mitzvahs to, ha- to purify our body, Hashem does not allow that to happen. We'll talk more about that in, in, in depth later, which is where we find the whole sugya of Chazal say there were different people that were killed from the bite of the snake, right? Uh, right? That was, I, I believe it was Chanoich, Eliyahu, um, I think Yishai, right? The, the Gemara brings a list of people that they didn't really deserve to die, that they were tzaddikim and the, and, and the Moshe Rabbeinu, and, and the, well, yeah, Moshe, never Moshe sinned, they never sent, right. right. And, and therefore, I'm right? oh, sorry? I, I don't remember if Yom was on the list. I know Chanech is a Machlekes. I remember Chanech, I know Yishai for sure was on the list. Um, Elio, one of David's children. Uh, that's his father, David's father, Yishai. Yeah, I thought there was also a kid. 
I'm sorry? I thought there was also a kid. Could be, could be. We've got, we got, we got, we got to look up the Chazal, yeah. But, but, the, but the point over here is that these are people that theoretically in their lifetime, they were 100% fitting that they should have been able to bring their body up with them, they should have been able to fully have purified their their guf, but they weren't allowed to post the chait due to the nature of the world post the chait, which we're, again we will we will talk about. But what I, what I'm trying to explain is this concept that your neshama has many is a chain that goes all the way up under kisei kavod, and the more terror mitzvahs that we do in the world, the more we bring more of a presence of that of, of our higher neshama into our body, and the more that we experience of our higher self in this. In this in this world, and Moshe Rabbeinu was able to make it to the extreme that a human being could uh, <coughs> could could make it to. Did, did Adam Rishon have? But there's an idea that all the neshamas were in Adam Rishon. We spoke about that last week. I was oh, sending you a link. Okay. I was sending you a link. Right. Moshe was somehow in. A so we spoke about that. we spoke about last week that on the, that that before the neshamas become individualized in Shemayim, there's an area called Knesset Israel where all the all the neshamas are a singular whole. So we said we spoke about last of the concept of Adam was what's called the kolol neshama that his his essence um, contained within all the future neshamas that would come and the others other region and the others specifically Yaakov Avinu you know, was considered a kolol neshama for all the neshamas of the Jewish people that ah, would come ah. later and check it out well, I'll, I'll send you I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you the link right. But this is what the Ramchal is speaking about. The concept over here that the more that we do our mitzvahs, the more we bring the higher parts of our neshama into, 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 our, into our guf, and therefore it purifies the body more and more. However, the full effects of that purification are not allowed to happen in Olam Hazah, and everybody has to experience death and eventually have Tchiyas Amesim and be recreated, which is the purpose of Tchiyas Amesim, which is that in the world which HaKadosh Baruch Hu will create in the future, whatever issue there was post-chet that doesn't allow the neshama to fully fix the body in this world um, will be removed in the next world, allowing the neshama to then shine in the body and to purify it and bring the neshama and the guf up through the spiritual worlds, um, because again, the neshama will obliterate the physicality of this world and, and bring the neshama and the guf to its resting place connected to Gosh Baruch Hu, but that cannot happen close while we're in this world. However, though, there, even though in this world, though, granted that, that that's blocked to its fullest, but there still is a concept that, that, that we do experience more of our neshama, Hashem does, even though he doesn't allow the neshama to fully purify the body, there still is a purification process that occurs in the body, which we can't see really with our eyes, and it's a much weaker process than what will be loss of love, which is again, like we said, that's why a child doesn't have that yet, and that's why he doesn't understand. I mean, it's amazing to me when you, when, when you, when my, my 14 year old, even though, yes, teenagers oscillate between, and even my, my 11 year old, teenagers oscillate between being children and, and adults, like a, Fascinating, you know, which one are you? Pick up your mind, right? But you start to see the lights of the neshama that are there, you know? Sometimes there's a depth of understanding that comes out, and, and where did that come from? You know, that wasn't there 10 minutes ago. And the answer is because the neshama has shined more in, in, in the gulf. You see the difference between Tamil Chachamim and, and people that are not Tamil Chachamim. Just to tell a cute story, that um, Rav Baruch Bear came to America. Rav Baruch Bear was, was, was a Kaddish Vitar. Um, they, they say he didn't, he didn't understand denominations of coins. Like he, he couldn't tell what was a quarter, was a nickel, or whatever, whatever the money they had in Europe was, um, because he, he sat Kokula Shaku on learning. So he came to America to collect money, and apparently the, um, the mayor of, of, of um, New York, I think it was LaGuardia at the time, or it could just be fooled because that's the airport named after the mayor. Could have been a different mayor, I don't know. Um, so they, they brought it, they brought Rebarch Bear to meet, to meet him. And he looked at him, it was right around the time when evolution was, was, was coming out and Darwin's theory and, and whatnot. And uh, he looked at Rebarch Bear and he said, when I look at you, I know man could not have come from a monkey. And, and, he, and he gave Rebarch Bear the key to the city, right? What, what, what did this Italian see on Rebarch Bear? He saw the Shama coming out, right? And, and, we, and we see that a little so. I mean, we, you know, the, even, even, even to give a muscle, you know, Rebarch has to tell a story from his brother-in-law. Um, his brother-in-law, I think, was somehow 
somehow related to the Chavetz Chaim. I don't, I don't know the, the full yichus of it, but basically some of the Hasidim in Warsaw wanted to ask some of the Chavetz Chaim's children for, uh, for like a, a story about, about the Chavetz Chaim, right? And, and, and by the Litzvich, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they, didn't uh, they, they didn't tell stories. But something came out to the, to the effect that, um, that, that, that the Chavetz Chaim, the way he looks in the picture could never adequately describe the Chavetz Chaim. Because why they said because the, the the light that you saw on the Chavetz Chaim's face wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. captured by the by the camera. Right? I mean the story's all botched. But but basically, I mean again, we see it also people walked in the presence of Big Dalim. Yaakov Hillel came to Yeshiva last week, right? I happen to be a big fan of his, granted. But when he got out to speak, I, I, it was it was I don't know what to tell you. You know the, this person clearly. I, I, listen, his scholarship we know from his Sfarim, his Sfarim on Kabbalah, his Sfarim on Nigla, um, etc. But 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 the presence of, of, of the mensch, you know, when he took the towels off his face and you looked at him, maybe it was an irrational emotional experience I was experiencing, right? But but there was a sense of a kedusha that was that was there, and 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 I wasn't the only one. I asked people, around, everybody there was like like floored. Everybody, I looked around the room, everyone's face was was. Wow was smiling because when you have an Adam Gadol that's in the room like that, there is a sense of a higher world that's clothed in his golf. Now, from the vantage point of this world, except for Moshe Rabbeinu, nobody else shone with light, maybe big G'daylam shone with some level of a light or a shine, because Hashem blocks in this world, but we have to understand that the more we make decisions that we don't give into our golf, into our physical body, the, and we do Teremitzas, the more that we allow the Neshama to fill our golf, and we become more holier people, which really is the whole makor for the concept of Das Terah, the why is it that you go to the rabbi and you ask him some questions. So, you know, modern orthodoxy very much doesn't like the idea that you go to a rabbi and you ask him questions on life. A rabbi knows Shulchan Aruch. A rabbi doesn't know, uh, you know, my, my, my marital issues, my business, or whatever issues that you go to. The counter-argument is, is that there's a concept called Das Terah. Das Terah is because since the person's been learning Terah, he's, he's filled himself with a greater amount of neshama. He has the Chachmah of the Kodesh Terah in him, and that gives him a greater understanding. But not all things are created equal. You know, then again, we go to the rabbi and we expect some Rebbe should answer every time, and it might not be, because again, even, even, even whoever the, the Rav is, not saying people are, are, are not worthy or not, again, you know, we're all human beings, and we only have a certain amount of our neshama that's, that's in our, in our gulf. The real G'daylam, I'm not, again, negating the concept of Dastaria. Of course, you go to the person that is your spiritual guide and your spiritual leader, and they have Siyat Shmaya, and the sense that they should have more of a neshama in, in, that's clothed in their gulf through their, their mitzvahs. But again, like, you know, the, the Ruch HaKadosh that we saw from certain people was because they had a mass swath of the neshama that was being clothed within their physical Goff, right? So, so Dastara is a true concept, 100%, but it shouldn't be taken to be this automatic because, again, it depends the, the madrega of how much zikuch, how much cleansing the, the guf has had and how much more than the shama has entered into the, into the body. Um, it's very interesting, actually, that... Um, we so so fine. So we so we see this strata of of, of, of the of, of the neshama, and then the more a person fills himself, the more that it, it purifies the body. On the other end, it happens also. Rambam said that the more that a person gives into the tibus of his guf, the more that he extinguishes the light of his neshama within himself, and he cuts off more that lower part of his of his being. So most of us, though, for the most part, uh, do do not have all the full layer of our neshama clothed within our. Our body, right? We're not we're not on such such a madrega. The Svarim speak about the concept of of cruising de la that we receive we receive messages from above, right? That that there's a sense in a person that he wants to do good or he wants to do tshuva. So I'd, I'd like to I'd like to explain that 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 a little bit. So we, we talk about the idea that we have a nefesh, a ruach, and, and I'm sorry, neshama, a ruach, and, and, and a nefesh. The neshama being the higher part of ourselves, the ruach being the what's in the middle, and the nefesh being on the on the bottom. So these correspond 
to, to, to different beginners of the, of, of, of the neshama. So the morale explains that the neshama is what we would call the world of sikhli. That's the world of our intellect. The ruach would be representative of the emotional plane of a person. And the nefesh would be motivated much more to the physical chiyas that is, that is within a person. Um, we find also in this farm that nefesh is connected to the world of maisa, of, of actions. Ruach is connected to the world of dibor, of speech. And the shama is connected to the world of machshava, right? So we can try to get more of an understanding of, of how these ideas work together. So we have to understand that the Sfarim used the word a lot of times of bechina, that, that nothing in, in this, in this Chachmah that we're learning is, is absolute, right? They are different, I don't even know how you translate the word bechina in English, right? They're, they're, they're different archetypes, different um, aspects. aspects of something, you know, and, 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 and a person can't take them literally. So when the morale is telling you that the nefesh is connected, the physical chiyas of the body and the ruach, the emotions, and the neshama, the, the, the seichel of a person, it, it, it's, it's not something which you should be able to have as a concrete fact and transfer across the, the board. So I, I, I want to, you know, take these ideas of, of again, maisa, dibor, machshava, physicality, um, or chiyas of the gof, emotions and intellect and kind of put them together. So the neshama is the highest part of our being. So the neshama is the part of us which really is what's leading us and guiding us. It's the part of us which is the most divine of all the different parts of the person's um, array of his, of, of, his, of, of his neshama. So therefore, the neshama is going to represent the world of the sikhli, the highest part of a person, the world of the intellect, the world of thought, right? The ruach is the connector, like we spoke about last week, between the neshama and the, and the nefesh. That's why ruach is the language of wind, the concept of something being in transit or in, or, in, or in movement, right? The ruach is the part which allows the higher part to become bonded to our reality. It's the stage in the middle, like we talked about the glass blower last week. It's about the wind traveling. If the, if the, if the, if the air coming out to the pipe is the neshama as it leaves its source from the mouth of the glass blower, so then the ruach represents the wind the, the, in transit until until it rests the nefesh, it rests the physical world, which is, which is the world of, of nefesh, the world of maisa. So, so we have these three parts of ourselves. We have a higher part. We have a part of ourselves which is kind of a, in the middle, in transit, uh, something which, which bonds between the higher world and the lower world. And we have the lower part of ourselves the nefesh. So even within one's nefesh, there are these three parts. Even in the, in the part of our neshama that we experience in our, in, our, in our own being, there are three parts. We have our intellectual cerebral part, we have our physical part, and we have the emotional part that's, that's in between. The emotions is what bonds us to our higher part. The person, you know, thinks that the Torah only cares about the seichol and the Torah doesn't care about the emotions. It's, it's not true. In fact, the Vilna Gain says, the Iker Adam is in the Ruach, is in the emotions. That a person that is purely cerebral without any form of experiential you know, self whatsoever, basically is a walking computer, right? The, the area of Adam where your Iker Aveda is going to be is going to be in your experience um, as, as your humanistic experience in life. And the mitzvahs make a reshim and all three layers of our being. It makes a reshim our physical being, our emotional being, and our, and, our, and our intellectual being. The way that a person can bring his intellectual self lamais into this world is through the ruach, is through the emotions. That purely having sikhli understanding of things is, is almost abstract and, and irrelevant. The way you make it real is by connecting to it on, on, on an internal area. And that's the realm of the ruach, or the emotions. And that's how you can bring it into your physical being and yourself and all your actions can be embodied 
derived from your higher neshama. So we have these three strata within the lower. So within the nefesh itself, we have our physical, the life force, the physical part of ourselves. We have our emotional plane, and we have our intellectual plane, and all three create a shlemis. When we look at the higher worlds, the lowest part of us we can look as the nefesh, the midpoint, the ruach, and the higher point as the neshama. So the neshama functions, as far as I'm saying, almost like that which is the cerebral, that which kind of gives us a sense of the future. And it's not something which is within ourselves, our neshama is higher than ourselves, it's not in us, but it gives us what's called cruzen de la'ela, this far the Zaire speaks about. It gives us these messages from above, a sense of where we want to go in the future. It leads us, it inspires us, it shows us that we want to be bigger. It's something which the body cannot contain, except for Moshe Rabbeinu, in, in, in this world, but it's outside of us. So the Svarim speak of that as a concept we call or makif, a surrounding light. What that means is that, is that granted it can't become part of your essence and, and you can't experience your own neshama, again, unless you're a very, 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 very big tzaddik, right? But what it can do is it can guide you and it can be a guiding light in front of you and to show you kind of where to go, right? Just like the intellect is the highest part of the person. We don't always, we don't live by our intellect, but the intellect guides us where we are going. That's why the neshama is connected the concept of intellect or the concept of machshava. The ruach, again, is much more the, the, the emotional part of a person when we deal in the lower world, but in the higher world, again, it represents that, that, that part of a person's soul which bonds the higher neshama to the lower part, the nefesh, the nefesh being much more our, our physical self that we have. So these three strata um, are, and that's why the Ruach is connected Dibor. Dibor always represents the idea of taking something from one area and expressing it somewhere else. So if I would like to communicate something to somebody else or to express my ideas to somebody else, I use the vehicle which is called Dibor. Dibor is always a bridge, right? So that's why the Ruach is connected Dibor, just like the emotional plane of a human being is really a bridge between his Seichol and, and, and his physical self. It's the part of a person that allows to make the seichel meaningful. So to Dibor is the bridge which connects from one, one to something else. So what connects in the Shoma to the Nefesh is the Ruach, that's connected Dibor. So the Sfarim say that therefore, the Maisa we do in this world affect us in different planes. Of areas that we do, the Maisa affect the Nefesh. Amirs that we do with Dibor affect the Ruach, and Amirs that we do with Machshava affect the, the, the Neshama. So, 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 so good. So let, let, let's, let's take this idea and go, go maybe a step further in a second, but let's illustrate with a Mashal. So we talk about the idea that Neshama is beyond us, it's not part of our being, but it's something which, which, which guides us. The Gemara Megillah um, talks about the idea, let me, let me read you this Gemara, powerful Gemara. It makes sense that Dibor is Ruach, because we're literally pushing air. Pushing air speak. out, right, in the muscle, exactly, exactly. But in, in the Havana of it, Dibor is always that which connects two disparate parts together. It's how I can take my essence and I can bring it somewhere else. So the way to transfer the Shama to the Gulf is through the models of quote-unquote Dibor. Dibor, Dibor is loved off speech. Dibor can even be the communication between your brain and your, and your body. When you fire a neuron from your brain to one of your bodies to move a limb, that also is a Bechina of... Dibor, right? Because again, it's, it's, it's what we would call communication and more, not, not so much speech. The actual act of speech is more damage to Misa because your vocal cords are, are, are moving there by causing the, 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 the wind. So Dibor always represents the idea of taking from the higher world and communicating it to the lower world. The neck on the human being is connected to the world of Dibor because it's what the bridge between our Seichel and our, and, our, and, our, and, and our Guf, which is what the Ruch is. It's that bridge between our Neshama and our Nefesh. So yes, in the big picture of the Elamis, Ruach is connected to Dibor, but in the small picture of your Nefesh, even within your nefesh, you have the higher part of yourself, the seichel. You have the lower part of yourself, your physical self. The ruach is the emotional plane of a person, which allows you to take your seichel and make it meaningful as an experience within this world, which is, very, which is why people's emotions very much so do 
do matter, and, and a person has to accomplish his emotions also, and has to have a real tam and a feeling. In Yiddishkeit, a person learns Teredah, but he doesn't experience it, it doesn't excite him, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't give him a brain, or then, then, his, then, his, then his, the higher part of his, of his nefesh is cut off from the lower part of your nefesh. The bridge between your higher part of your neshama and the lower part of yourself is the emotional plane. So, so people, you know, they, they, they daven, they have to daven with the kavanah. Yes, it starts in the, I mean, Ravarin Ravar told the Gvaldig Weiss once about, about an old Chabad that he, that, that, that he knew from the mirror that the old Chabad, I don't get political here, the old Chabad was a little bit different. Um, he said that this person would wake up in the morning, go to the mikvah, he would learn like multiple parakim of Mishnayis, Tehillim, uh, would read a mimer of, uh, of, um, of uh, the Kutaytera, of the Alter Rebbe, and then when the person davened, it was with an absolute passion and a, and, and a fire. And he said that was the, the midah of Chabad Chassidus over some of the other, because the other Chassidus felt that a person has to be besimcha, so you do things, you, you have a l'chaim, and you're happy on the outside, and what's on the outside eventually affects on the inside, which is definitely a true concept. Say, Rechanach speaks about the concept that your, 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 your maizim, that are chitzoni, affect your pneumias. They held, the reason why they called themselves Chabad is they held that their dveikas has to start in the cerebral, Chokhmah, Bina, and Das. It goes from the Chokhmah to the Bina, the right brain, the left brain, right, all the way to the Das, then view into the body. And a person would, would he would learn and be Shakua and learning and in the Torah of, I guess, the Alter Rebbe. By the time he came to Davin, he was on fire already because it had gone from the cerebral and it tra- traveled into the emotional plane of the person. The mice of the person was, 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 was lit up, right? But there you have that connection. That was very much what the Chabad's belief was that that's why Chabad of all the Chassidus had the most Kabbaladic um, Torah of all the other Hasidim. They, they felt very much, and they also learning was very much stressed by them more so than all the other Hasidim because they felt that the true inspiration can only start when the cerebral boil, you know, works its way down into the, into, the, into, into the emotional plane of a person. But it has to start from the learning, and the learning excites a person and, and, and brings a person to being on fire. So again, these three parts of ourselves very much so we have to engage uh, and, and to realize that we have these three parts and we have to learn in order to have the knowledge, but we have to work on making that in, a knowledge something that we internalize to the point where the emotional plane is, is lit on fire and therefore our mycem will be different mycem, right? How does that work? What's the nachamim between that and uh, the way men carry that and then women also? Because obviously women aren't learning, so they have a different way to... Um, you're saying women don't are not so connected to their higher neshama. They don't have the intellectual part of their of of right. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, listen. In, 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 the, in the traditional Jewish household, the woman was much more the makabel. The man was the one who brought home the ruchnias, and the woman got everything from the husband. Um, as time went on, Zachar and Nekeva got a little more confusing, and that's why Beis Yaakov eventually was an innovation. It was it was challenged at the time. It was something which, you know, many G'dalim were against it, and then there were the G'dalim, obviously, who were for it, and now we take it as a Dabar Pashit, that women also have to have some level of an intellect. But in the pure world, the woman was in the Keva, she was a receptor, and she received any anything from the man, and the man came home and he brought home all the Ruchnias, and that was imbued in, in, in the wife, and the wife really just took that and, and, and brought that as a reality in the household. Um, but as men became more women-like in nature, meaning that we, we no longer were mashpiyam at the same degree, and women became more zacherdik, because the roles kind of got mixed up a little bit in, in, in history. So then women need some cerebral, which is why, yes, there is a movement now for women to learn, because they do need that cerebral connection if, if things are not working the way that it always classically works. So that's why we find much more that, that, um, that, that women's learning is there. Um, and women's learning, again, is... is, is so give them this cerebral point, that way, they, that way they could live an emotionally connected Jewish life. Mm-hmm. But they used to get that from the home, and they used to come through the husband. Mm-hmm. But as things progress. So there's an incredible Gemara over here. The Gemara in, in, in Megillah says, um, 
One second. There it is. Is this an upside down world? Or? No, I don't know. It says, Ra'isi, I need Daniel Lavadi. One second. The more we are darshan certain psukim from Nach that we have a Masara from, from Targum, um, Targum, Targum, um, I think you're showing me. Ra'isi, I need Daniel Lavadi, Samara. I, Daniel, I saw the vision. The people with me didn't see the vision. But a tremendous fear came on them. So Daniel says, I saw the, the Nevuah. The people with me, they didn't see the Nevuah, but they. Uh, but they were very scared. And they ran away. Who are these people that are with Daniel? So, so again, so Daniel was there. He saw some Nevuah. Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi didn't see the Nevuah, but they became very frightened by something that they didn't see. Right? So the Gemara says that, that, that Daniel was better than them to some degree, and they were better than Daniel. Daniel. Uh, he was better, Daniel was better than them because he was a Navi. You love Navi. And they weren't a Navi. They didn't see the, they didn't see the, the, the vision. No, maybe all the way around. I'm sorry. They were better because they were Navim. Daniel was a Navi. And then he was better than them because he saw and they, and they, and they didn't see. A, a weird Gemara. So the Gemara, the Gemara says, my time, so if they didn't see it, why were they scared? Even though they didn't see it, their mazel Saw it. Okay, so whatever the story over there was, Nanavi, Ain Sham, there was some Mara Nevua, Daniel saw it, Chagai Zechariah Malachi didn't see it, they were scared, and, and, and the Gemara asks, well, then what were they scared of? They didn't see it. The answer is they didn't see it, but their mazel saw it. So the Gemara colloquially uses this term called Mazlayo Garmi, right? Something was caused by your, your mazel. All right, what, what, what's going on over here? So there's a beautiful, um, there's a beautiful um, maral, maral and Gurarie. Brings that when Eliezer came to Rivka, he gave her the uh, a beka, a beka, He gave her the nose ring and snait smidim and the um, and the two bracelets. And Rashi over there says the two bracelets were connected. Um, trying to remember right, the two bracelets were connected. The um, the Aseris of Dibris, which are on a tablet with two sides on them, and the beka was the weight of the shekel. Um, that Klai Yisrael would, would, would give, and basically, he, so, so, so he was being maramis to her, he was being maramis to her that, that if she would go with Eliezer and Mary Yitzchak, she would have Yaakov Avinu and the Jewish people, who would eventually receive the Torah, and do the Avodah and the Beis HaMikdash. So the two bracelets were connected, the, the two tzmidim, the tzmid, tzmid in Hebrew means two things that are attached, right? Like the two tablets that were, were attached, um, and, the, and, the, and the nose ring was, was connected the weight of the shekel that they would give in the Beis HaMikdash. So the, the bracelets represent the terror the Jewish people would one day have, and the nose ring was, was, was connected the Avodah they would one day do in the Beis HaMikdash. So the, the Maral asked the question, and he says, you know, I, I, um, he says, I don't understand. What, what, what are these Ramazim that he's giving to Rivka? Is she aware of it? She's not aware of it. What's going on? So the Maral brings this, this Gemara, and he said that there are times where even in this world, even though we don't see something, but we understand it because we don't see it, but our mazel is the thing that sees it. What, what does that mean? That again, we have this higher part of ourselves called the Neshama, that he was being Maram is something which was going to go from Rivka down in the physical world, and it was going to travel all the way up to our Neshama, and somewhere deep on high, even though the Neshama wasn't part of her being, the Neshama knew that this was Tov, and therefore sent back a, a, a message back down to her, whether she was consciously aware of it or not, that, that this was 
a good thing for her to go with Eliezer and be the mother of the of the of the Jewish people, right? So that's the concept of the neshama. The neshama is is not in us; it's beyond us. But if a person learns to listen to his neshama, we have sometimes inspirations or ideas that come to us from somewhere, and we don't know where they're coming from. And that that's the world of the. The neshama. So yes, the big tzaddikim were able to take the neshama and they're able to clothe it in their body and, and purify their body with the neshama. But, but the rest of us have to understand we have this higher part of ourselves that we have to listen to. The neshama almost is a guiding light which, which guides us. It's, it's what's called our, our mazel heard it. We didn't hear it, but our mazel, our, our mazel heard it. So a person realizes that, that, again, you're made of these many strata. The lowest strata is the nefesh, which is in, 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 in fighting with the guf. And the highest part of the self, and the shama may not be in you, but again, it leads us from, it leads us, it leads us from afar. So again, so that, that's basically just, I wanted to give a, um, an overall concept of the shama. The before. nefesh is fighting with the guf, or the shama is fighting? The nefesh is fighting with the guf. The nefesh, the lowest part of yourself. But, but again, the shama is something beyond you, which is bigger than you, which leads us from where we're going. And the more term it's to do, the more we take from that higher World and we and we imbue it in our and in, in our and in our, in our lower self. Okay, so so why just, is it why is the nefesh fighting with the goof? Is nefesh is just like our animalistic drives and our, our nefesh kids. is not our animal. Oh, oh very our, good. Okay, you know, very good. Like, very like, good. Very good. Very good. So the nefesh is not the animalistic drives, right? Which, which we'll discuss in a second. The, that's the nefesh Bahamas. It's a different thing. That's not what you're speaking. That's not what we're talking about. Exactly. So I was going to get to that right now, and then then we'll then we'll, we'll finish. But it's a good point. So again, to understand the nefesh is the lowest representative of your neshama that's that's in your body. It's much more. Its power is more is curtailed, and it doesn't have the strength of the higher parts of the self within it. It's an array. There's a there's a neshama, ruach, and nefesh within your nefesh, which again, your cerebral part that you experience of Torah in this world, the emotional part of Torah you receive in this world, the physical sense of, of that you have in, in, in Torah in this world, it corresponds to the three parts of yourself, which is outside of yourself in this world, right? And the more Torah mitzvahs do, the more we strengthen that nefesh, bringing the higher parts of the nefesh and the ruach down into this nefesh that you have in, in your in your in, in your gulf. And the purpose of that is then to purify. The body and enable that the body and the guf should go to Olam Haba. But now I just want to discuss this point that Yeshua was talking about. We talk about the guf though, and then, and then next week we're going to move on to the Ramchal. Sorry for all the, you know, I just want to, to be mazed with the concept of the Nisham a little bit more. We hear these ideas flying around and to get more of a clarity in it. <coughs> to, 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 to speak about this idea Yeshua was talking about though, that when we think of the body, so we talk about the idea that the guf is this inanimate golem that the Nisham comes, an animate block that the Nisham comes and, and uh, gives a chias and gives, and, gives, and gives a life to. Um, but it's a little bit more than that. Um, your, nisham, your, your guf is not just your, 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 your physical body. So the, the Tanya actually speaks about this, um, and, he, and, he, and he says the following. He says, You have two neshamas. There's your two nefeshes. Nefesh echad mitzara klipa. One nefesh comes from the klipa, meaning one nefesh comes from the the, the gashmias, the physical, the ra, the hester panam vashem, the sitra achra, and it comes from the other side, the world devoid of a kosh baruch. Like we spoke about the idea, the guf is made from the hester panam, and the shama is made from the aras panam. So, so there are two nefeshes. This second nefesh, this nefesh that comes from the Gashmias, this nefesh that comes from Hashem's hiding his continence, is is in the, the is in the blood of man to give chias to the guf, this lower nefesh. That the nefesh of, of, of your flesh is in the blood. From there comes all of the bad midas from the four yisaydis, 
um, that are that are evil. Shabohainu kas gaiva misere eish and eish negel lemayla. That kas and gaiva come from fire. We'll discuss this in a second. Taivas a tainukim misere mayim. That that tainig comes from the concept of water. Kimam atzmicham kol mine tainig. That water makes all forms of of, of taiva sprout. The holos leitzonus tiferes and a person that that um, is is has silliness and and scoffingness. Vidvarim betelim and and wastefulness comes from the ruach. And laziness and um, and sadness comes from from offer from from the earth. Um, he says, "But the comes from come from there. Also, the fact that Jewish people naturally have certain midas tovis, uh, even without having an neshama on them, that where people that have mercy um, and because even this nefesh that comes from the klipa, it comes from what's called the klipa noga, which means that even this klipa has some light in it." That has elements of tov as well too, etc. Okay, so l- l- all the non from, from very into charity. And yes, so, yeah. and liberalism, yeah. and liberalism. Yeah. Liberalism at its core is not a bad thing. Liberalism at its core is the desire to help other people. They're confused and they have no chachma. They're, they're very confused. But but the but the but the rot- I mean, the, the, the equality is, is a beautiful thing, right? The social justice is a beautiful thing. I there's no terror and no seichel behind it. Okay, fine. But 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 it's coming from or somewhere which theory. is in theory, it's coming from somewhere which 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 is tov. So let's just discuss this very quickly. So the Tanya is telling us there are two forms of nefesh. There is the nefesh, which we said is the expression of the neshama, the lowest part of the neshama that clothes in the gulf. But there's another nefesh, which again, our body is not just our physical body. There is a life force in our body which also comes from the klipa, right? And this is the, the, the realm of what we'd call bad midas and, and, and almost the, the, the emotional plane of a human being. Now, he says they come from the Dala de Sodas. We can explain this very briefly. We know that the entire Bria comes from Rakosh Baruch Hu's Shem, Havaya, Yudke Vavke, which is four letters, um, and, 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 and basically those are the building blocks of reality. So spiritually, the four letters of Hashem's name are the building blocks of reality from the spiritual world. In the physical world, it manifests itself in the four basic um, phases of matter that we have on Earth. We have a solid phase, which is physical, offer... Earth, we have a liquid phase, which is water. We have um, we have a gaseous phase, which um, is, is 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 the concept of ruach or wind. And then we have a phase of matter, which is called ash, which is um, all forms of energy, plasma, whatnot. Right. So the four letters of Avaya translate themselves in the physical world as being what what we call these four basic elements that the the, philo- the philosophers use. But we can understand them much more as the four phases of, of of matter. Right. So everything in the physical world is made from one of these states of being. Right. All including. Uh, I mean, our physical parts for sure, right? I mean, the the the, the water in us is from from water, and the and the and the oxygen is from is from is from the world of ruach, and 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 there isn't so much you know there isn't so much age going on in us, but but the physical parts of us is from is from offer, and everything is composed of these four elements. Okay, let's leave the ancient philosophy out for a minute, but but we can understand that physically as yeah, a state of matter. Be our energy. Our energy, exactly, calories, our energy, precisely, yes, 100%, yes, yes. All the processes that the, that the organs do generally is, 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 is H, 100%. H always represents the idea of, of energy or movement or change in the Bria, which is once Shabbos is over, which is the cessation of Malacha, we make a bracha on H, because that represents the concept of, of movement and change and, and Malacha and, and, and the Bria, right? Fire always represents the idea of the, the engine of, of, of this world, right? 100%, 100%. So to understand, though, that 
that the part of the Hester Panam of the Guf is also that our goof is not just our physical body, it's also our an emotional realm that we have, which is physical, and it's also part of our cerebral parts of us. The, the brain has two functions. There's the, you know, the automated functions the brain uses to regulate the organs, and even part of our thoughts and our understandings, that their higher thought, come from this klipa also. It's also part of the body. Really, the, the part of our, our nafish was expressed as the highest parts of our, our intellect, justice and, 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 and peace, and, and the chachmah terah, really, Hanukkah's coming to understand that 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 the Chochman the Yavonim really was this this and he speaks about this that Svarim Chitzonius the, um, the, 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 the wisdoms of the nations really come from this nefesh of klipa. It's part of the physical guf. It's the light of Torah which comes which is really the expression of the nefesh of Kedusha that is that is that is that is that is that is within us, and we are all made of these four phases of matter. Um, just to explain what he said, that ish always represents the concept of the human being of wanting to do. That's why it's 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 fire, kas, and and and, and gaiva. The the drives that exist a person is is the area of us of ish. Mayim. Whenever something is wet, it's gishmak. Everyone likes to go to the beach, right? Whenever you put water on, on something, it, it, it grows. The idea of something being moist is always something that's yummy, right? So mime is the source of the human being that wants taiva and tainug and enjoyment, right? To sit back and enjoy. Ruach is the part of us which um, is, is almost like this disconnect from reality, something which is floating, right? The, the world of dimyan or imagination or, 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 or again, which this is why all the, the taivas of Dibor creating alternate realities with our speech, that's why Lashon Hara is so terrible, that you can build an imaginary world about somebody else by speaking bad about them, right? Um, that, that's the world of, of, of Ruach, something that's not connected to reality, that floats away. And, 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 and lastly is Offer, which is the part of us which is physical and heavy, that that's the part of us which, which, which leads to laziness, and even he says sadness, because again, sadness is the inability for a person to be productive in his, in his life and to be pulled down in life, just like Earth is something which is heavy and pulls down, so too the depression is part of that also. So we have to understand that these parts of ourselves that we share in common with all the nations of the world really come from our, our, our guf. And, and it's an expression of our guf. And the goal is that through Torah and mitzvahs that we train these faculties of the self um, in order to, to make them productive in, 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 in Torah mitzvahs. So that's why Musa is very important because this layer of our psyche, our natural emotions that we have, um, come from, from the Yitzhahara. It comes from, it comes from the Gulf. Now, by a Yid, they're not all bad because they have the spark of Kedusha in them. They can be transferred and they can be used for Taiv. But, but the understanding that, the, that, that, that if we don't learn Torah and if we don't change the way that we think and, 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 and pave ourselves through what Akkurish Baruch's Ratzin is, then these natural feelings that we have, this, these, this natural emotional plane that we have, will pull us away from Akkurish Baruch. Hu. So, you know, that's how, that's how the terror can expect us sometimes to have certain emotions and to have certain feelings. A person's in a tough place in life, naturally, the Dalai says of a person pull him to be despair, to be upset, to be angry, to what, what have you. That, that's all coming from the lower nefesh. So if a person listens to that, those emotions, so it's not just listening to physical desires and eating piggy or, or, or whatnot, right? But engaging in, in, in bodily acts that aren't teradic are, is an expression of this klipa, is an expression of this lower 
nefesh that gets, comes from the guf. The terror expects a person that, in that situation to have a muna and to have bitachin to pull himself up. A person who wastes his mind away and reading all kinds of fantastic stories and whatnot, you know, you're feeding that the, the element of ruach, of, of holus, of emptiness, right? A person is supposed to occupy himself with terror, not with emptiness. V'chein v'hala. So, so, so the idea is, is, that, is that a lot of our thoughts and our feelings really is a product of our guf. It's not, we, we think of the guf meaning the, that thing that wants to do an avera so badly or that wants to eat treif. It's much, it's much deeper than that. Our emotional psyche oftentimes comes from the Yitzhahara. The goal is, though, that we enlighten ourselves with terror mitzvahs, that even that part of ourselves becomes a chalik of Kedusha. Like the Ramchal says, the more that the Shama fills the guf, the more it brings the guf up with it. We can purify that part of our selves. That way we don't, we don't fall back on our, on our base nature. Right, you're, you're the word that I'm saying. So it's it's not just the word. The term it gives you some kind of a ethereal light that that you don't see, and the big tzaddikim are the ones who shine with light. And no, but you can see even with ourselves as well too. This array of our emotional being and a person that learns Torah has a moon. As we talk who davens, right? You see a difference in it. You see he's a different person. He's a happier person. He's not lazy. He's productive. He doesn't spend his mind in zvarim betelim. He doesn't get angry. Right? This is all a product of of all of the Torah mitzvahs that have come to purify that layer of a person's. Self. Okay, so next time we will continue onward. Yes.